RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Thursday morning, time again for Perigo's Perspective. Lindsay Perigo is in the house again. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Paul. How are you? Good. Got a few little terms here, which I think you're going to be touching on. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Pfizer's Wuhan vaccines are safe and effective. And masks work. <laughs> you're you're quoting me directly, actually. They all blend into one. I know they're from separate sources, but they kind of all blend into one. Yes. Well, we have to hope that it doesn't apply to that's the plan, which is what Winston said to you about the Wuhan inquiry. Yeah. You asked him if he was going to press for it, and he said apparently after a significant pause, that's the plan. Yep. Now, by Orwellian standards, what that means is that's not the plan. Oh, so okay. we'd better hope that uh, Winston delivers or he'll be hearing from us. Well, he'll be hearing from our listeners because mm. – uh, a substantial number of them voted for him. I'm picking, and they expect something for that. They don't. It's not just all happy talk after the event. They want to see some action. Absolutely, they do. So, and that's not Orwellian double speak. We mean it. <laughs> and they're still saying. Uh, I noticed uh, our our wonderful professor Michael Baker is still, or maybe it was him or, or the um, head of uh, Tefatu Aura, was saying. Wear your masks, but we oh, know they don't bloody work, right? For, so, for heaven's sake, those ones that we see every day, the blue ones, of course they don't work. They just make you ingest your own CO2, which yeah. I thought was on the enemy list. But the, the masks yes. that do work, industrial strength ones, give you cancer. So I think it's best just to forget about So they masks. reveal themselves every time. We know it's not anything to do with, with health or anything mm. that makes sense. Mm. Again, it is performative um, people management, sheep herding, isn't it? That's what it is. These are psychopathic control freaks. And I <laughs> I believe your interview yesterday um, exposed some of that. It's worse than you thought, but uh, I think you already know that, Lindsay. So yes. we'll, we'll hear those terms in just a moment. The floor is yours, my friend. Thank you. Floor accepted. The Ministry of Truth has struck again. Jacinda Jackboot's single source of truth goes on telling lies without her. The Ministry of Truth in George Orwell's 1984 rewrites history and makes stuff up. Its job is to keep Big Brother omnipotent and the proles obedient. Lies, half-truths, and hysteria-mongering are among its tools, dutifully propagated by state media. In George Orwell's 1984, there are no other media. Orwell's Ministry of Truth has three slogans. War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. One of our Ministry of Truth's lies is the Pfizer-Wuhan vaccine is safe and effective. Another is masks work. Now, via state media, they're at it again, the Ministry of Truth. A recent fake news bulletin on a fake news channel with a name 
something like news dump, breathlessly opened with an apocalyptic proclamation that we're about to be overwhelmed by a fifth wave of the Wuhan virus, and we should all take more safe and effective boosters and wear face nappies again. Naturally, I don't watch News Dump. I stumbled upon this on YouTube, where, of course, comments were switched off. I noted the infantile speech patterns. I registered that when such squawking and quacking, such aesthetic terrorism is accepted as the norm in the profession of broadcasting, we're in a dying culture anyway. So what difference will a few more toxic jabs make to anything? How edifying and gratifying it was, by contrast, to see Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy stick it to the fake news in the third debate. One of the moderators, Kristen Welker, had spent years propagating the lie that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians, when in fact the only Russian collusion that did occur was with crooked Hillary. Vivek used the occasion to call the liar out. This is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Sorry. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. I wish we could conjure up the vision. The lying whore's lips froze in a terrified fake smile. The bitch was busted. Another component of New Zealand's state media is stuffed. Again, I only see its propaganda when I stumble across it online. It's very woke, grim, prim, humorless, and sanctimonious. It has a penchant for publishing testimonials from newbie wowsers, proclaiming how virtuous they are for having sworn off the booze. Personally, I think that the only person with a drinking problem is the person who doesn't drink. I agree with Oscar Wilde that work is the curse of the drinking classes. Woke stuffed would no doubt cancel Oscar in a heartbeat as a far-right, white supremacist, sexist, misogynistic, Islamophobic, homophobic... Oh, wait. Well, anyway, imagine my astonishment when a friend sent me a link to an article published by Woke Stuffed entitled My Week of Drinking Like a Boomer and What It Did to My Body, parts of which articles sound like an ode to something I gather is called perma-drinking, which sounds very promising. Here's a snippet. The older generation has perfected the art of perma-drinking, a tot before breakfast, a brightener here, a livener there, and a snifter before supper. Nothing so inelegant as getting drunk, mind, but a steady infusion of sticky drinks, fine wines, and aperitifs, 
each tipple complementing the next, just enough to keep morale topped up. There's a proud history of perma-drinkers. Winston Churchill always had a glass of whiskey by his side. The Queen Mother would start the day with a Dubonnet and gin. They died aged 90 and 101, respectively. <clears throat> I intercede here to recount the occasion when, told by Bessie Braddock, MP, Winston, you're drunk, and what's more, you're disgustingly drunk. Churchill replied, Bessie, my dear, you're ugly. And what's more, you are disgustingly ugly. But tomorrow I shall be sober, and you will still be disgustingly ugly. Back to the piece and stuffed. But the king of the perma-drinkers was surely Lord Lawson. At his memorial last week, it became clear just how much the larger-than-life former Chancellor enjoyed his retirement. Visitors to his house in Gascony recalled his cry, it's flock o'clock, when their host would offer generous libations of the local firewater just after breakfast, not to mention copious quantities of vin rouge. As he cheerfully told his doctor, his routine involved two pernos before lunch, then at lunch a few glasses of red wine and an armagnac, more pernos in the afternoon, then some more red with supper and an armagnac before bed. Told he was dying last April, Lord Lawson dined on figs with prosciutto and mozzarella with several glasses of red wine a final Armagnac before bed, and five minutes later he was gone. Bravo, Nigel, and bottoms up. But what was this doing on Stuffed? Woke fascist, humorless, Pravda state media, Stuffed. WTF? Through a haze of vodka, I peered at the screen to check the byline. Liz Hoggard, The Telegraph. Oh! The British far-right white supremacist misogynistic Islamophobic homophobic telegraph. What were you thinking? Woke stuffed. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, in the disgustingly ugly faces of this wicked phalanx of woke fascists, let's drink. Ergo bibamos. What song shall we sing for the day that is We can't with 
RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.